We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a weather-ready nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 53. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And this is the Thermal Slingshot Edition. And uh, I think that kind of says it's says itself there. It speaks there. for itself. Yeah. And, we, you know, we've got so much to talk about today. I think we need a third person. Well, why not? Is my wife here? No. Oh. We've got an I avid, hope that's on me. No. <laughs> No, we've got an avid Stormdar Weather follower and our friend Brad Case joining us today. So, welcome to the podcast. Hi, everybody. Brad, tell us a little about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I uh, have lived in Branson my whole entire life. Thanks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all we need to know. It's more than me and Randy have lived here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> but the big story <laughs> is thermal slingshot. What's up with the temperatures? What's going on? I mean, well, I can't explain it myself because you have the polar vortex. Polar vortex, <laughs> yes. And then you have balmy 73 degrees. I know. Okay, well, let, let's back up. Last Wednesday, not even a week ago, seven degrees in Springfield. Ugh. And I'm not sure what it was here. I think it, we were at 10 or something on Wednesday. I checked... The airport, when I took the kids to school, it was nine. Nine. So we got about nine. Okay. Wow. Now, what is it? Three days later? That was Wednesday. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, mid to upper 60s. And today, which is Monday, we're recording this on Monday, February right. 4th. want to tell everybody. It got to, what, 73? Yes. This is the first of February. What? <laughs> Five days. Okay, that's that's the thermal slingshot. So, I mean, we're in the 1st of February, and we know this can't last long. We just know this can't last long. This is this is the 1st of February. But but we are getting... I'll take I'll take it, because... It, yeah. Like I said, it's the first... Like you said, it's the 1st of February. So even one day of it is... I'll go out and sun in my bathing suit in the backyard because okay it's february yeah but you know i'm I'm white i'm very white i'm surprised (laughs) your pool you didn't open your pool today well i gotta have the fine folks at branson pool and spa come help me do that i don't think they're gonna do that in february no they're probably on (laughs) vacation is it still filled up it well they they winterize it in the winter like october and they drain it halfway but we've had so much rain since then it's filled back up oh wow Oh, so so really, it's supposed to be down like halfway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This time last year it was, but now it's up there. So we get a bigger (laughs) rain, a big rain, and we're going to have some issues because... Well, I tell you, Hmm. one of the reasons we've gotten this 70-plus degree weather today is because a 
we were we've been in a, a zonal or southwest flow. Now a cold front came through the day. Now we, we got to say for people who don't live in the Branson area, um, it did get up to like 72, 73 degrees, but a cold front came through from a system moving up in uh, through Kansas City and Iowa and drag, dragged a cold front on here. Can I say something about that? Yeah. That was crazy because it was so sharp. You know, usually when a cold front comes through, you know, it comes through and then you have that cold layer filter in a little later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just slowly. We were forty. We were 72 degrees in Branson at one point and 42 degrees in Joplin at the same time. That is crazy. That's a sharp wow. front. Yes, it is. I, For people yeah. who aren't expecting that, people who sent their kids to school in, in shorts and a tank top, which I'm sure some of those people did in Joplin. Mm-hmm. By the time they got off school, yeah. it was cold. Or you take off driving to Joplin from Branson, and you arrive in Joplin, and right? Oh yeah, wow. and you're in shorts and flip flops, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you arrive there. It's like what? What's going on? It's 42 degrees outside. <laughs> now it's not going to tank too much. We'll say that. But what's happening is that that cold front is going to be a big weather maker this week. It's go- it it's it's swept through the area. Now it's down hanging out in northern Arkansas, and it stopped. So what's going to happen in the next couple of days, it's going to rise up a little bit, go north, go back through the area. That's why we're not going to have these cold temperatures. Mm-hmm. It's going to, you know, people are going to think, oh, cold front, it's winter, it's going to be, you know, sub-zero. No, actually, it's going to lift back as a warm front. We're going to get back in the 60s tomorrow. For the next couple of days. And then, then the bottom drops out again later on but we're gonna get some rain first that's that's the thing it's going to be a focus mechanism that front's going to stall out right around i-44 and we all know what that means when an occluded front just stalls right there you're going to have waves of energy come up and we could be looking at some pretty hefty rainfall amounts it's all time yeah yeah i mean there's still kind of i mean placement is general i mean the last stuff i looked at uh, mostly uh, south central Missouri, northern Arkansas is going to get the brunt of it, but Branson could be looking at well over an inch out of this thing in 48 hours, which is good mm-hmm. because it's not going to be like a flooding rain like we had, you know, five inches in 24 hours type thing. It's just going to be a nice steady rain with rounds of precipitation coming up, which we need. But, but there's a chance of a little bit of instability in there. That's the cool thing. Nice. What if what if Branson got under a nice thunderstorm though? Yeah, that's a good point. The rain, rain rates a little bit. Yeah, I mean models have been kind of in the past couple of days. They've been kind of flip flopping. Maybe they introduce a little bit of instability and then they back off. But now most of the the general consistence consensus is there's going to be a low end instability. So there could be a couple of hailers out of these things. Mm. And the Storm Prediction Center has placed all of southern Missouri, northeast Oklahoma, much of Arkansas in a marginal risk for Wednesday. So I'm looking forward to that. I was expecting Definitely. that yesterday, so I gave it a gander, and yeah. we were under the, the general, the, the lightest, greenish, yeah, yeah, general. general thunderstorms. Mm-hmm. Today we were under marginal, so uh, and it, and it's pretty well placed right over us. You know, yeah, it's kind you know. of upticked a little bit. So that mm-hmm. that's the thing. Now, the thing about the Storm Prediction Center, on we, we've talked about this before. They have day one, day two, day three. Day one being today. So right. a lot that confuses a lot of people. And then they have days four through eight, which we look at and kind of, yeah, it's eye candy, you know, if they got something like that. But day three, they only update once a day. Yeah. So that's what they're saying today. Now, day two, which would be tomorrow, they will update twice a day, and then day one they they update was it four four times 
four, five, four, four, yeah. five. It's like one and. And the Seven. times are off compared to what we are normally used to for springtime storms because we're still yeah. still in we're not in daylight savings time. So it's six hours uh, from the GMT time minus or our time minus six hours for the mm-hmm. to, to, for the GI, GMT time. Right. Yeah. 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 So that's uh, you know Greenwich Meridian time, Zulu time, or Universal Time Code, which that's is what it. the SPC goes by yeah a lot of weather agencies do that and you know i started weather school on utc and it got so complicated that i just stopped it's like okay no wait a minute i understand this but how do i make it in a way that the 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 layman can understand so is utc is it the same as zulu you know zulu is zulu is a military time and it is the same thing okay so greenwich meridian time or gmt utc which is universal time code and Zulu time are really all the same thing. They're just gotcha. called different things. Yeah. So just to make it confusing. <laughs> I know. It's like, well, why Why does the military have a new name for it? I mean, it's <laughs> right. the same thing. Use Greenwich Meridian or, or whatever. But the important thing to remember when we are in Central Standard Time, when you see a GMT or UTC or Zulu, subtract six from it, and that's our time. So, so uh, seven Zulu or seven UTC would be 1 a.m., Central Standard Time. When does uh, Daylight Savings Time kick back in? It's the second thing in March, right? Do you March remember? 12th, maybe? Yeah, second Sunday. Daylight Savings Time. Oh, C- Corey's talking to Siri at this point. Time starts on March 10th, 2019, oh. and will end on November 3rd. There you go. There you go. So, so we won't be getting dark at like 5 o'clock. In the Amazing. Evening. I can play basketball with my kids outside when I get home from work. <laughs> Exa- exactly. I don't like this daylight saving time thing i wish they would just set it to one and just keep it i, I mean, want to stay yeah yeah i i like i like the sunnier evenings me too uh what what i mean it, it, the actual time the daylight time is going to to remain the same it's just i don't know i mean when i go to work at for my night show I'd like it to be a little bit light, definitely. <laughs> and I leave definitely. at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, and by the way, I got to I got to tell everybody. Uh, I've been in rehearsal. Our show, the Hughes Brothers. Everybody should know I work there. We open tomorrow, so come see our show sometime. We we'll be open. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> yeah, been re- I've been rehearsing. The show's really fun to play. I Always think. go to the second one to see the bloopers, though. Uh, yeah, one. yeah. The first one pretty much is flawless, and then, then everybody gets confident. And then the right. second show, and they're like, and then everything falls apart. So, so come on on Thursday. So for All February, right. we re, we are performing Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Okay. So there. So Wednesday is probably a good day since we are off to have some thunder. I'm ready for some thunder. Me too. I could use some thunder. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, Brad, you like weather. Oh yeah. You're a big weather weather guy. Definitely. So why why what what got you into weather? Yeah. Well, um, we have a clearing behind our house, mm-hmm. and it's got uh, power lines going through it. And me being a kid, not knowing much about weather at the time, um, I would go back there, and I would see the storms coming in from the west because you look you know, past the clearing, and it'd be west. Yeah, and yeah. I was sitting there um, getting ready for a thunderstorm coming in, come in, and I was... Seeing the re- the lightning way off in the distance, and nice. <laughs> all of a sudden, my hair stands up on my head, and my and the hair stands up on the back of my neck, and then all of a sudden the the lightning comes from the ground up to the power line, 
and big sound, big sound. I could hear the power lines before it before it went start start going wing, and then and then and then it happened. So, so what you're tra- telling us then is you got struck by lightning. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always hear you can tell you're gonna about to get struck by lightning before you do. Like yeah, your hair will stand it, up. Exactly. You had all the yeah. all the classic yes. symptoms. And yes. I heard if you if that happens, you're supposed to get as low as you can or in a ball. Okay. With your butt sticking in the, up in the middle. I, I don't know if that helps or not, but that's what I heard. Yeah, I mean they're saying the smallest that you can. Right. Now how old how old were you? I want to say eleven or twelve, probably. Oh, so you're a young guy. I was definitely hightailing it to the house because it scared the scared the crap out of me. Yeah. Now that's that's after it happened. You're yes. like, oh no, I don't want to be out here. Yes. Well, <laughs> that was a fight or flight thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I bet the thunder was incredible. Oh yeah. It really didn't thunder actually because it came from up from the ground. I I think it's because I was really? so close. Maybe I'm not sure. It was, I didn't hear much thunder. Maybe it's just because of uh, I was in the heat of the moment. You were probably <laughs> freaked out. Yes. I was going to say paralyzed with fear is what it is. Yes. Yeah. yes. Oh, man. Because you think it would have been instantaneous when you see that flash if, if you're that close. Yeah. So so, yeah. so that's what turned you on to, to weather. You thought, Definitely. this is cool. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Almost I want to do right. that again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know about that, but you know. <laughs> I'm going to take my golf club and go stand out there in the store. <laughs> well, now, was this in Branson? It was in Branson. It was on T Highway on Thistle Road. And ah, T Highway, yeah. That's a, that's a main um, power line that's going across the lake right there on Taney Como. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, we've had several intense weather events that happened on T High, Highway. Uh, remember earlier last year, we had baseball-sized hail in Forsyth. And on mm-hmm. T Highway, we had tennis ball size hail. I mean, they're just missing Branson, mm-hmm. but there must be something to T Highway. The dome ends over there, I guess. Oh, the Branson dome. Yeah, yeah. Because Forsyth gets everything. Yeah, so it must end before Forsyth. So T Highway. I mean, there. even Kirbyville. Right. Yeah. And Kirbyville from Stormdar headquarters, which is technically my house, is only what like two miles. Right. I mean, it's not, not far. That, it's not that far away. Mm-hmm. Now we do have our friends Jason and Melissa, who who you know, uh, live in Forsyth, and they live on a hill that their whole what is it their western wall or something just it's is quite open. a view. Right. Looks over the the the, the river. The Lake Taney Como, and just you can see everything. I would be getting some awesome time lapses with that view. Well, I told her. Yeah, I told both of them. I said, you know, if if we get some severe weather, I'm coming over to your place. (laughs) We need to set up. I wonder how well their internet works. We need to set up a Stormdar cam right there. Out their door that works. They could all be the a storm dark contributor. I could put a security camera and just log into it from my house, and 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 we could put it on online whenever we want. If something's rolling in, wouldn't that be cool? Oh, make a note after the podcast. I'm going to I'm going to text them. Oh, that would be cool. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, can you see the west now, Brad? Um, I I'm mainly north and south. Actually, mainly north. Okay. Because, uh, the front of my house faces south, and the hill goes up, so you can't really see that much to the south. That's kind of like, well, kind of like me. I mean, I I live you know in Spring Meadows, and it, you kind of come down this hill, and I've got houses over there. Right. And Corey can't see anything. I can see up. <laughs> there's, there's, That's cl- right. there's clearing right over my pool because That's my house right. is too big. If you, 
I can't see my front yard from my backyard, and then there's a whole forest right behind my house. So, because hmm. I remember texting you, it's like Corey, you need to see these cool clouds. You're just like, I can't see anything but up. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> when I look south, all I see is steak and shake. So, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, which isn't bad. I'm gonna say that's not, <laughs> that's not bad though. I'm just glad I can't see Chick Fil A because that'd be even worse. Oh, I can't do Chick Fil A. It tastes so good, but it tears me up. Really? Oh, tears me up bad. Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah, my wife loved that too. Mm. A lot of people like Chick Fil A. Yeah, my wife loves it. <laughs> well, let's get back to weather. I love talking, but let's uh, let's see. Oh, guess what? Groundhog Day. We just went through Groundhog Day. Punxsutawney Phil. We did. And uh, what did you say, Corey? He did not see his shadow this year. He did not see his shadow. They, you know, they they do that so early, like way before we get up over here in the central time zone. Oh, I saw seven twenty-five a.m. their time. So it's six thirty, and it was, it's already done. But I was in Dallas this weekend. Oh, that's so right. I was enjoying the warm, the warm temps, but it was drizzly and foggy the entire time. Yeah. But it was very warm. It was strange. My wife couldn't stand it because. We had to dress up, and her hair was just all over the place. <laughs> you know, humid weather does not fare good, fare mm-hmm. well with the women's hair. So I looked up no. that morning, and, and and it's very rare, actually, that he does not see his shadow. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's all scripted, but, you know, <laughs> it's very rare. They always have him see his shadow, and I don't know why. This is a huge, a huge event in in... Pennsylvania. I mean, they have the whole town shuts down. Oh, I know it's crazy. Have you ever seen the movie Groundhog Day? It's exactly like that. <laughs> so, except it, things don't keep repeating. Well, or does it? I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I got to tell you, since I've been in rehearsal, I haven't had a lot of time to devote to actually weather schools. So I decided for this weather school, I was going to talk about all about Punxsutawney Phil and Groundhog Day. So it, some interesting information in there and like what you're saying it's like uh, there's this inner circle all, this, all kind of stuff but before i get to that uh, you sent me something well, the other day I, I i found this very interesting and i know it's just a coincidence but uh, maybe punxatani phil knows something we don't uh i don't know <laughs> well don't know? you know he he doesn't see a shadow very, very often no right? i mean he usually sees it but on the years that he hasn't seen his shadow a major tornado has happened that year in 1999 it was a huge tornado at ef5 and more i think it was actually an f5 back then i'm not sure oh right yeah but uh it, it killed a lot of people and it just demolished the entire town uh then uh in 2007 he did not see a shadow and that's when the Greensburg, Kansas tornado hit. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Five, I've been there. Killed 11 people. Yeah. You, you have, Brad? Yeah. Oh, wow. We went we went pheasant hunting there afterwards, and it's it's decimated. It's oh, like, you mean you went after I, the well, tornado not, came through? Not immediately after, but oh, it was, okay. you know, what, what, when was this? 2007. Two, so yeah. two or three years afterwards. So It takes a while. Yes, it does. Oh, man. Twisted trees. Well, oh. guess what? What? The year 2011. Punxsutawney Field did not see a shadow. Guess what happened in May 22nd, 2011? Joplin Tornado. The Joplin Tornado. EF5 killed 161 people. One of the deadliest tornadoes Amazing. in American history. Yeah. 
Wow. You go through that part of town and it's not even recognizable from what it was 10 years ago. Everything's all brand new. Looks like a brand new town. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got something to say on that later. So mm-hmm. remind me, I got to talk about that. But yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that was devastating. And he did not see his shadow on 2011. And also 2013 for the El Reno tornado. It wasn't a, a large one, but that's the one that killed those storm chasers. It was it, it, it that's grew pretty big, though. so quick you know. and so fast that they got trapped and they killed three of them. I was watching it all live on TV. It was pretty crazy. But man, isn't that odd? We had, we didn't have any F four EF fours or EF fives last year. No, and we are due. We are definitely due. I, I don't see us going two years without an EF four EF five. No, but I got to tell you, I did. I mean. That looked very eerie, so I went back and I actually cross-referenced this just to to be sure that it's true. It was true. Hmm. I mean, all these years, Punxsutawney Phil did not see his shadow. I will say, though, uh, that in 2016, he did not see his shadow either, but there was no devastating tornadoes in 2016. So, I, mm, I don't know. But like you said, this is 2019. He did not see his shadow. We are in going into like El Nino. So that's like, eh, I haven't checked. I mean, El Nino, we've been in an El Nino watch. I wonder if that's a pattern we need to watch. I don't On I don't El know. Nino years or if there are is a, a risk of El Nino. I wonder if he just happens to not see a shadow that year. I need to cross-reference hmm. El Nino potential right. with that. Ooh, I I need to do that during. The Maybe that's school. their formula. Does it have something to do with a cloudy day in in Pennsylvania on February second? It can be produces this. Could be. It can be Maybe. a bright, sunshine and bright as day. Whatever they want that thing to say is what he says. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. A, that's a thing. Spoiler alert. You know, it's actually they say it before. It yeah, can be they, they sunshine bright before. with a. <clears throat> Of course, it's early in the morning, and they're in the town square, so it's probably. And not it's a winter; they don't know, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> they don't know. Yeah, I think I'm going to cross-reference that. If I don't Good get idea. to it during weather school, if I don't finish it, then remind me next week. I'm going to do that. And Brad, you listen to the podcast a lot, so remind me. Okay. I don't listen to the podcast much. <laughs> I listen to it. And it's like, okay, I got a good mix on it. <laughs> and then go. <laughs> hey, I went. I was going to tell you guys. I went. You know, on my way to Dallas, I went through. Uh, uh, the Fayetteville area. Yeah. And somewhere either right south of Fayetteville or north of Fayetteville, I ran into a tornado path. And it was what? from December 1st. There was a there was a little path that went through Arkansas the same time it went through. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. That and is, yeah, I remember all that. All the trees were still uprooted and barns were still down. And you could see a very distinct path. Now, it wasn't very wide. It was maybe uh, 100 yards wide. But it was very cool because for the, as far as I could see, there was a damage path of totally uprooted trees that went diagonal across the highway. Now, how did you go? Did you go 65 to 412? Uh, I went 65 to 412, and then I hit yeah. some weird road to go down to Fayetteville. I don't know what it was. Well, 412 goes all the way to Fayetteville. Well, I, well spring. I mean, my, my stepdaughter to, lives thanks here. To, thanks to Google Maps, we took a shortcut. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, really? How <laughs> yeah. short was it? <laughs> It was actually short because I used a different GPS on the way back, and and it was longer. <laughs> How isn't many? It, isn't the residential kind of that shortcut? Yeah, I went basically right through uh, U of A, you know. Oh. So yeah. Yeah, I think I've done that one before too. 
Really? Mm-hmm. So you can bypass Springdale altogether? Yes. I didn't bypass it on the way back, but I did bypass it on the way down. Oh, the only way I know how to go is like 412 all the way to Springdale, Springdale and then cut down south. Mm-hmm. There's a different way. I don't know. I think it might have to do with traffic. Yeah. Oh, when it is the alternate route or something like that? Right. Ah. Hmm. But it was cool. Wow. Definitely a tornado path. Yeah. Now, where where did you see that? I want to say it was before I got to Fayetteville, but I could be wrong. No, it was probably south of Fayetteville. Um, could yeah, could be because I do remember. It's like that I that weird too. thing we talked about a few podcasts ago. It's like mm-hmm. December first when we were talking about all the tornadoes last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it happened down there, and I think something happened southeast of Eureka or something, and then it just came kind of came yep. up into southern yep. Missouri. Yep. I don't know. Well, find there are some out. very large trees uprooted, though. Well, that's and it was still fresh enough to look like there was still a well-defined damage path. I mean, December first wasn't that long ago, so no, it's basically through farm farmland, you know. But well, you know, it's it's the first of February. It's spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, just you should have stepped outside today. It's spring. It's seventy-two degrees. See, a lot of people think when it gets this warm, we're going to have tornadoes the next day and it's going to get cold again, but. No, yeah. well, I got I, I I got to say for that. I mean, p- the the models were saying instability and like you know uh, some TV personalities I was seeing this evening were saying, oh thunderstorms. I don't think this is going to be a big deal right now. I mean, the the instability, the dynamics aren't all there. I mean, mm-hmm. they're there a little bit, but I don't think we're you know. I mean, the National Weather Service is talking about maybe some hail maybe up to an inch, but. Yeah, not enough to get struck by lightning, though. Well, wasn't the Leap Day tornado, wasn't it? Not that um, broadcasted at first, and then it it took off the closer you got? We we were under a, a at least a slide at that point, weren't we, Corey? Yeah. we. I, I knew all day that there was the chance. Yeah, I mean, now conditions were much righter. Mm-hmm. I mean, if that's a word. That's a new storm to word, righter. Nice. <laughs> Instead of more... More dynamic. They were it's more right. ripe. Ripe, yes. Ripe. Yeah. Yeah, now that was a crazy one. Yeah. That was totally crazy. And I've told people this before. You know, the cemetery's right there. That thing tore through the cemetery. hmm That was bizarre. Yes. <laughs> you know, we lost power. Did you guys lose power? Because it, it kind of went down. Yeah, that's right. Because it, it went about Wendy's. Yeah. Right. Kinda, that kinda wasn't right too very far from your half. No, few it blocks. About, it was about 100 yards, probably. 150 yards. So you were closer to it than I was. Probably so. Yeah. Oh, dear Lord. We were pulling our kids out of bed, getting to, sh- getting to shelter. Smart. So. Smart. Me yeah, too. we were in the basement. We were in the basement. I had the uh, Branson scanner feed online back then. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You could li- anybody could listen to it on the app, different apps. And I had 1,500 listeners during that time, and then I lost power, so I lost all those listeners. Then I had to go reset everything, and I got them all back. The Weather Channel... Was talking about my scanner feed on 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 Weather Channel that night. They were listening to it to, to know exactly because they were talking power flashes and this that and the other. I was talking to Randy. He was unplugging down here. He was taking cover, which oh, is a good yeah. thing because yeah. it was close. I was yeah. like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so we, we all gathered at the neighbors. So we woke up with the wind, and we were trying to decide whether to take the kids to shelter. And you know the 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 train noise that, you, that they all yeah all yeah hear. yeah. Uh, we didn't even, even have to communicate. We ran to get our kids, and we were in safety. So you, you just knew. Yeah, we I just mean, knew. you heard it. You know, right, right. Now you mean go to safety? Was there a shelter, or did you just go down the basement? Well, we went in our bathtub. 
Smart. Upstairs. Upstairs? Were, yeah, because at that time there was no access downstairs. So oh, well, yeah. We didn't want to go outside and get, you know, yeah, now it, blown away. I'm, I'm guessing it was probably more in the center of the house or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. See, that, mm-hmm. that's the thing we always tell people. You know, if you don't have a basement, always get in the smallest room in the most center portion of your house. That's what's going to help you more because you got more construction around you. Mm-hmm. Or go then, to your neighbor's basement like I did. Well, yeah, I mean, if you've got that opportunity. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming since Cassville because there was a warning issued for, for Barry County that night. And yeah. I knew the trajectory was right on. They're heading so east. So I, <laughs> I had a feeling that if this thing held on, of course, it was cycling up and down. So, right. So I don't think, I think it lifted for a while and then it set back down around Kimberling City. Uh, and that's when it, it just beeline toward the strip. And wasn't that the strangest thing for it to go right down the strip? Definitely. You know, I know. A lot of people who came through think it hopped the strip and went from this side to this side to mm-hmm. this side. But it didn't. It went in a straight line. The strip actually turns and curves. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, it wanted to see some Branson shows. It did. Well, it I came did. the wrong it, <laughs> the wrong time of it, day. It's <laughs> nice that it came when it did because somebody would have gotten hurt yes. if it were just a couple weeks later during spring break or something like that. Exactly. So We had dock pieces in our yard from Kimberling City. Wow. Dock pieces dock in your pieces. yard? I thought you said dog pieces. I'm sorry. I said dog oh. pieces. <laughs> well, wait, you take your dog out? They were no, like, really? They were huge uh, styrofoam pieces. In our, in our that yard. is cool. No yeah. way. Yep. You know, I hear a lot of the stories about uh, on, on the tornadoes that I chased in uh, May of 2003, the Carl Junction tornado, all the mail from the Carl Junction ended up in Stockton, Missouri. Wow. Which was really cool. Hmm. Stockton? Of course, there was a tornado Whoa, yeah. in Carl Junction, and there was a tornado in Stockton that night, there wasn't tor- there. There were some tornadoes in between there, but not with that cell. So that cell p- sucked up the tornadoes and and gave them a ride. Gave the, gave those letters a ride all the way to Stockton, and dumped them in Stockton. I think I I, I call that nature's vacuum cleaner. Yeah, I guess. I, I well, you know that <laughs> that's why you get that vortice going on in the warm up. Warm air is going to suck all that stuff up. What happened to the Branson Strip? It cleaned it up. <laughs> yeah, well, in a way, <laughs> I, I don't know if like you know the humanoids and on nobody Earth got hurt. That. Nobody got hurt, so it that's was a win-win. That's right. the thing, you know. Yeah. And and we're speaking of that. Uh, it just reminded me of something I got to before the weather school. Like something I got to tell our listeners. Uh, we're going to do at the Storm Door Weather Podcast. We're going to do a special in May. It's going to be uh, a multi-part series of remembering. Joplin, and we've already started. I have uh, interviewed my sister-in-law, her son, and their friend Jay, and they live in Joplin. And we're going to get some some other interviews. We're just going to make uh, the podcast a four-part series in May of these incredible people. We're got we've got some uh, meteorologists we're going to talk to. Hopefully, that we're there at that point. I've got a pharmacist who was working at. Uh, the hospital when this thing hit, and that I'm gonna gonna get interviewed. I mean, it's just gonna be an incredible four part series. So that's something we're going to be doing uh, in May. So I wanted to tease that. We'll we'll start about that later. 
But I think it's about time to get to the weather school. So we, this is all about Punxsutawney Phil and the, all the history and the mayhem and all the unbelievable stuff that uh, I found out. Where did he get his meteorology degree? Was it OU or Mississippi State? Well, well I think we'll have to listen to the weather okay. school to find out. Let's get to that. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. This year, the groundhog saw his shadow, which means an early spring. Is this true? And why is everyone so excited about a groundhog anyway? Punxsutawney Phil, born May 1st, 2010, is the name of a groundhog in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. On February 2nd, Groundhog Day, each year, the borough of Punxsutawney celebrates the legendary groundhog with a festive atmosphere of music and food. During the ceremony, which begins well before the winter sunrise, Phil emerges from his temporary home on Gobbler's Knob, located in a rural area about two miles southeast of town. According to tradition, if Phil sees his shadow and returns to his hole, then he has predicted six more weeks of winter-like weather. If Phil does not see his shadow, he has predicted an early spring. The date of Phil's prognostication is known as Groundhog Day in the United States and Canada and has been celebrated since 1887. Punxsutawney Phil became an international celebrity thanks to the 1993 movie Groundhog Day. The Inner Circle scripts the Groundhog Day ceremonies in advance, with the Inner Circle deciding beforehand whether Phil will see his shadow. The inner circle maintains kayfabe throughout the year, never acknowledging the ruse, and keeps its criteria for whether spring will arrive early a trade secret. The Stormfax Almanac has made note of the weather conditions on each Groundhog Day since 1999. The Almanac has recorded 12 incidents in a 20-year span in which the groundhog was claimed to have seen his shadow while the sky was cloudy or there was rain or snow coming down. And one case in which the groundhog did not see his shadow despite sunshine. The practices and lore of Punxsutawney Phil's predictions are predicated on a light-hearted suspension of disbelief by those involved. According to the lore, there is only one Phil, and all the other groundhogs are imposters. It is claimed that this one groundhog has lived to make weather prognostications since 1886, sustained by drinks of groundhog punch or elixir of life administered at the annual groundhog picnic in the fall. In this respect, Punxsutawney Phil is unique. The lifespan of a groundhog in the wild is roughly six years, although they can live up to 20 years. According to the Groundhog Club, Phil, after the prediction, speaks to the club president in Groundhogese, 
which only the current president can understand, and then his prediction is translated to the entire world. As of 2019, Punxsutawney Phil has made 133 predictions, predicting an early spring 19 times, which is 14.28%. The inner circle, in keeping with kayfabe, claims a 100% accuracy rate and an approximately 80% accuracy rate in recorded predictions, claiming in turn that whenever the prediction is wrong, the person in charge of translating the message must have made a mistake in his interpretation. Impartial estimates place the groundhog's accuracy between 35 and 40%. So, whether you want six more weeks of winter or an early spring, Punxsutawney Phil is one way to find out, but the only real way to find out is just to wait and see. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And now you know all about Punxsutawney Phil, uh, all the stuff that he did. And I got to tell you, there is a word in there I had never heard of when I was reading it, and I'm pretty sure that I pronounced it correctly. It's kayfabe, K-A-Y-F-A-B-E, and I had to look it up. Uh, It was in the literature I was reading from the Punxsutawney Phil and all that. And the technical definition of kayfabe is in professional wrestling, I don't know where that came from, kayfabe is the portrayal of staged events within the industry as real or true, specifically the portrayal of competition, rivalries, and relationships between participants as being genuine and not of a staged or predetermined nature of any kind. It's, I know, uh, yeah. Well, and that's I mean, a weather word? No, it's not a weather word. It, it was in the, the Punxsutawney Phil oh. information in the weather school that I was I was reading. And basically, Punxsutawney Phil is the groundhog that forecasts, but all the other ones are like fake. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I wonder how much money he makes for that town every year. Oh, gosh. I mean, there's People festivals and, yeah, and there's sure. music. Ho- hotels and, and food and this, that, and the other. Yeah, it's almost like an eclipse. Yeah. Oh, yeah, every year. I don't know. Every year. I don't know. What were we going to talk about before? Didn't you have a story? You had a story, didn't you, Brad? Uh, I was just going to say that we were talking about tornadoes. Yeah. And uh, my grandpa was actually in a tornado in, in Bradleyville, Missouri, and... From what I from what I understand, he got a piece of glass in his neck, and it was no way very close to his jugular. Was this so, way back in the day, or what? yeah, yeah, way back in the day. Whoa! Yeah. It was where you know you know how you always hear about straw going through trees. Exactly. It was definitely one of those types of tornadoes to where to where it was happening. So it could have been anything. Not just I mean anything can pierce you in a tornado like that. You know. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, the, and the wind fields in these things are so bizarre. Anyway, and like you're saying, the straw through a through a tree mm-hmm. or through a stop sign, and the straw is still not bent. I mean, right. Incredible how that works. So that that doesn't surprise me. I, but he lived, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the good point. See, well, I'm I'm here, so obviously he lived. So there, <laughs> there you go. It's 
was it was he young like, there you go he was i pretty think young he was then? he was a kid yeah wow yep man yeah lots of tornado talk i mean i i don't want to freak out anybody we're not expecting tornadoes but it is february we are heading into spring so we need to raise tornado awareness well, because we all we're heading into storm season meteorological spring starts it's march 1st yes brad Ding, 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 ding. Mm-hmm. I got to get a bell. You know, I should have hooked up my keyboard so I can give you an actual <laughs> celebratory bell. Yes, spring meteorological spring officially starts March 1st, which is less than four weeks away. And Corey and me and Brad are psyched. We're ready for it. Definitely. Well, I got some breaking news. Oh, ding, 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 Just come down from the wire. Okay, I'll give you a drum roll. Okay. You remember uh, last November 30th, which was the day of the big tornado, yeah. November 30th to December 1st. Right, right. Uh, there was a car swept away in Harrison along Crooked Creek with two people in it. I remember that. I remember found. that too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the city of Harrison spent over $400,000 draining the lake. They, they had Crooked Creek uh, dammed up in the park. It's Lake Harrison. Mm-hmm. They completely drained it. They've had uh, big uh, backhoes digging it out. $400,000. Right. Never found the bodies. They found the truck, but never found the bodies. Uh, today, the Boone County Sheriff's Office has investigated human remains found along Crooked Creek, uh, along uh, McDonald Road in Harrison, Arkansas. The body was recovered from a brush pile and a bunch of debris. They're going to... Uh, Arkansas State Crime Lab is going to conduct an autopsy to identify the body and cause of death. This area is the same where John and Amy, uh, I think it's V-Lines, lost control of an SUV during flash flooding. Uh, they were pretty popular in town. They had their own, uh, I think they ran a locksmith business down there. And they oh, were, really? They were pretty popular in Harrison. But uh, they're thinking it, it might be... Uh, the body of of John, according to this article I'm reading. So, yes, they've been looking for that for a long time. I'm glad they haven't given up. Well, they're still looking for volunteers right now, since they found this body. They're looking for volunteers and uh, search and rescued people, uh, certified people, to help with a search uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They're going to meet at the Boone County. Office of Emergency Management, and they're asking them to bring tick repellent because they're in the woods way out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, gloves, rakes, and pitchforks if, if, they, if they're available. So, Wow. Hopefully hmm. they can find both of them and give that family some closure. Yeah, and I was just talking to somebody the other day that had, had brought that up, I think a week or two ago, that they're still looking for the, the, the people. But, I went down you know, to Harrison a couple weeks ago, and I was watching them dig out the lake. And it's quite oh, an really? operation to drain that thing and, oh, and dig that gosh, thing out. I, bet, and I think they found their found them well downstream, according to this. I think it's you know, wow. which makes a lot of sense, you know. Cool. So kind of like the situation whenever the the two people went over in Fall here, Creek here in town, and then they found they found yeah. them in Bullet Shoals, yeah, exactly. way down there. I don't think they went that far, but uh, they went pretty far. Hmm. Sorry, I'm distracted. I'm looking. I've got cords all tangled up here. Okay, I got it. Wow. Well, you know, I don't... Uh, speaking of flooding, I know this is a weird segue, but whatever. I mean, the National Weather Service was talking about the potential of possible flooding by Thursday. I mean, there's no vegetation, but, I mean, this is not going to be a major event or all, but they have brought in 
the the uh, the concept that we could get a little flooding in some low lying areas and streams. Would be surprised to see a flood advisory. It looks it looks like the main area of focus is going to be to our east, like the West Plains area and South Central Missouri. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the the latest data tonight said uh, that possibly Branson could get like an inch and a third, and around two inches in the West Plains area. So. And like we said, any thunderstorms that we may get or may not get mm-hmm. would determine whether we get a little more. Uh, yeah, and that's going to fill up fill up the, the the lakes and stuff. Localized flooding, my pool. Yeah, some like localized. Yeah, not not major. Ponding I mean, on the roadways. Yeah, I mean they're they're not. But, gonna but open it's not going to all. I mean, we will have a good two days worth of a nice soaking rain. It's not going to hopefully all come, yeah. come all at once. So yeah, well, we need the rain. You know, I mean, I know a lot of us would like snow, you know, and, and we talked about earlier in the big story. I mean, the, the thermal slingshot, we are looking, you know, we're 72 today. And then by the weekend, they're looking at maybe 18 degrees oh back now. Goodness. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're still in winter, mm-hmm. you know, so. Uh, That's why I just take these days for what the, for what they are. Uh a blessing because we want to go outside and 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 think about spring and summer even though we're in february uh, yeah because we deserve <laughs> the 18 degrees i mean because it's february right right it is oh, yeah. winter mm-hmm. i mean the average is like 45 and 27 or something like that i mean yeah. that's the average you know and we've always talked i mean the the, the climate prediction center always we you know before last month we were talking they were saying you know well it's going to get you know warmer than average and but then last week we looked at the cpc and they were saying equal chances equal chances so that means you know on an average average of 45 and 20 so you know if you take what nine degrees next last wednesday and 72 today i don't know you're the numbers guy brad what is it so 81 divided by two 40 and a half. See, 40, that's about average. I I, I thought it was weird that um uh it was it was 60 degrees as a low last night. As a low. As a low. I know. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, I think that was off because it was not 60 degrees when I took the kids to school this morning. It was 49 degrees. Yeah, it was 49? Yes. That's what I walked to work with oh. this morning too, so you know, sometimes I But still the 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 high on Friday is supposed to be like thirty, so that's well, right, well below the low. Exactly. On... So if you average it out, you know, then the CPC is right. Of course, we could probably said that. You know, I'm glad we didn't do our our, our guessing on winter. You know, s- snow days. I would have been spot on. Why? What were you going to say? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, we always guess and we're always wrong. Yeah, you know, we should just we, we should go off the historical you know past years of the last yeah. two or three years, which has been pretty much zero. You know, yeah. So, yep. well, but then that El Nino kind of tossed us up. Yeah, I'm real curious to see what the the long term patterns. I I'm mean, not, they're always changing. I'm I, not feeling it. I'm I'm ready for spring. I'm done. I'm oh, done yeah. with winter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Might as well. Yeah, bring on spring season. I think we're all yeah. there. <laughs> it was like my senior year of high school. You know, you, how you always look forward to, you know, if you get out of uh, for snow days, mm-hmm. you still get to get out on the on the same day. But my senior year, we got zero snow days, so I didn't get to take advantage of it at all. That's where they're headed this year so far. Yeah. Well, it looks like it. I still, in my gut, for some reason, in my gut, I'm still feeling that we're going to get 
an appreciable snow before the season's it's, over. It's what you want, Rando. I just, I've said this forever. But I would just like if one you were, good uh, If snow. only you were a few miles to the north, you would have had that snow. Oh, yeah. What's that graphic you were showing me? Like with Tulsa, you told me earlier. Oh, yeah. It doesn't that have was to do with snow, graphic. but it has to do with, with this with week's cold front. That sharp cold front. That yeah. I mean, you can be 20 miles north of Tulsa and be in the 30s. You can be 20 miles south of Tulsa and be in the 70s. That's how sharp this cold front is this week. It was basically the same thing today mm-hmm. when we had 42 in Joplin and 72 in Branson. But I think R- Joplin was way up there, too. It's and then pretty it crazy slam, slam how, how compact those temperatures are. Yeah. Like, I think it's fa- – I, I don't remember seeing that as sharply uh, – in, in the past in the past few years like that is well I, I i think the structure uh what happens now this is my own opinion which i think is what's happened a lot of times we'll get like a low pressure system and it'll go near us near meaning like within 200 miles you know we're talking about macro scale here like if it goes up eastern kansas into kansas city whatever but this particular storm system is way up north i mean it we're talking like south dakota into whatever and the the bulk of that cold air doesn't have a real driving mechanism because a lot of times cold you have to look at the atmosphere from the surface to up you know surface to the top and a lot of times uh, people think that it's just a wall of cold air well a lot of times it's a slant sometimes the slant is surface driven sometimes the slant is you know upper atmosphere driven I think because the driving mechanism wasn't quite as dynamic that it was just more vertical this time. I mean, it does happen, but generally you get a cold front come through and then the temperatures drop. This one, the cold front just basically came through. And the reason I'm saying that is because this front itself is stalling out. The driving mechanism from this cold air coming down is just kind of stopping then a low pressure is going to come up and it's going to move back up as a, as a warm front. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my Rando's theory of why this is a sharp cold front. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Please be seated. <laughs> <laughs> that's just me. Some people in Arkansas, they aren't even seeing it at all. They're, they're still warm and they're going to be warm throughout the whole ordeal. Yeah, because they're on that southern edge. Of right. it. Like you said, 20 miles south of Tulsa, there's 70s. They're not going to get that because that low pressure is going to come in counterclockwise. Wind's coming around gonna push it back north they're gonna be in spring for quite a while which makes sense because that's what the spc has that marginal risk it's right Mm -hmm. southern missouri all the way down western arkansas and stuff that's kind of like that goldilocks zone Mm -hmm. i like that term goldilocks Mm. zone nice i'm not sure where you came up with that but actually i listened to star talk Gotcha. There's a Goldilocks zone. I don't know. Okay, I'm <laughs> I'm diverting for it. I think it's time for this week in weather history. So Corey, what you got? Well, this week in weather history, back in 19 and 59. Mm-hmm. How old were you back then? An embryo. Okay. Yeah. Well, back in 1959, the weather, light snow. The ceiling of 3,000 feet. The sky was obscured. Visibility mm-hmm. was six miles, and the winds were 20 to 30 miles an hour in, in Mason City, Iowa, but the plane took off anyway. Oh, no. 
That plane was carrying the lives of Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and JP, the oh. big bopper Richardson. Wow, okay. We all know what happened that night. Mm-hmm. Six miles uh, from the airport, uh, nine hours. I don't know why it took nine hours to find the plane in Iowa, because there's not a lot of trees there, right? But they were in Iowa. Yeah. The, the plane went that took off at 12.55 a.m. They didn't find the plane until 9.35 a.m. That was overnight. It was overnight. Oh, yeah. Well, hmm. it was only six miles. Now, what, what year was this? It was only six miles from the airport. Yeah, but what year was this? 1959. Do they have radar stuff? I mean, they had some sort of aviation stuff back then. Well, like 60 years ago, maybe they didn't. But still, I know I'm, I'm with you on that. It's the like three it's musicians a- and the pilot died in the crash, but they were only six miles from the airport, and it took them nine hours to find the, the wreckage. That's wow. bizarre. Hmm. Yeah. That's really bizarre. That is. With a lot of vehicles covering ground, you'd think they'd a be lot, able I mean, to... if you were in a mountainous yeah. area, like down in Arkansas or even in Missouri, that's one thing when you're in the rural areas. But... As far as I know, Mason City, Iowa is pretty pretty flat and farmlandish. Yeah, we'll right? have to ask Karen Halfpop because yeah, she's from will. Iowa. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've actually never been to Iowa. Well, I'm looking at a picture really? and mm-hmm. and I see a you know a field, a flat field covered in snow. I'm going to show you, Rando. That's all flat. It's they, all flat, and have... the visibility is forever. Yeah, unless... so bad. Yeah, that's crazy. So. Why did it take them so long? In, in 1959, I mean, they could have, right? That's just bizarre. You think someone would have heard it go down or something? Maybe not. I don't no, know. That, that was this week in weather history, and there's snow on the ground, so I can tell it's yeah, what, yeah, you yeah. Know, definitely winter up there. February 3rd, 1959. How bizarre. Hmm. And weren't the they telling them not died. to take off? Do what? Weren't they telling them not to take off? I that would day? imagine. They were very surprised they did. Yeah. They well, did to the, other sh- the next show. That well, that's true. I wonder if they're going to Vegas. They were going around, probably not too far from Iowa. I mean, they were traveling the Midwest doing different different mm-hmm. shows. Crazy. If I remember right, there was another singer that wasn't that was going to be on that plane, but decided not to go. That rings a bell. I don't know who it was though. I can't remember. Just hmm. have to Google it. Yeah. Yeah, so if y'all know, Google it and send us your answer to stormdarweather at gmail.com. There you go. We, we love comments and, and your your interaction with us, or just post it in our, our messages on our Facebook page. Well, I think it's time for the next segment, so let's get to that. It's the weather word of the week. And this week's Stormdar Weather Weather Word of the Week, we're going to toss to Brad. So what is it? Zonal flow. Yes. What's that mean? Zonal flow is a meteorological term regarding atmospheric circulation following a general flow pattern along latitudinal lines, or essentially an east-to-west flow pattern. Exactly. Yes. And so in layman's terms, what that means is when we have a zonal flow, we've got the basic pattern going from the west, which is California, to across Missouri and up to the east. Now, what that does for us is bring mild temperatures because it's not tapping into that that Arctic or Canadian air. So you hear us talk about northwest flow a lot. Well, that's 
when that pattern shifts, we get an omega blocking ridge out west, and then the jet stream comes down from Canada and dives into the central west. That's a northwest flow. Now, southwest flow, too, we have that, and that's usually bringing us a rainy pattern. And we're going to tap into a little bit of that zonal southwest flow at this point. That's one reason that we've got all these massive, wonderful 70-degree temperatures. And that front, that's that's part of that thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. I took a Claritin today. <laughs> and I was telling Brad earlier, we've been talking way before the podcast, and I didn't have any problems. But as soon as I start talking on the podcast, I get the frog in my throat. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> yeah, so zonal flow and... There I was just going to say, yeah. as, as a newbie, thank you for yeah. giving me latitudinal to say. Latitudinal, yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, you learn lots of words here at Storm Dark <laughs> Weather Podcast. <laughs> but kayfabe, have you ever heard that one? I have never heard that word no, kayfabe before. Never. And if I'm pronouncing it wrong, please let me know, because I, I don't know. Kayfabe sounds like a... Word, it doesn't it? sound like you would be down pronouncing it right, but you probably are. Well, I, I looked it up. I mean, with the K, with the A, with the line over it. So it's like C A Y. Uh huh. F A B E. Yeah. I've never heard that word. I've never heard of it either. But uh, yeah. So re 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 listen to the weather school, and if <laughs> when you listen to it again, notice when I say it, I pause. You said like, it was a C or a K. K K A Y F A B E. Because in professional wrestling... I know, that, that's why I was reading this. Kayfabe is the portrayal of staged events. Right, of staged events, which was basically this whole Punxsutawney Phil thing. Right. It's a staged event. Well, you'd think we'd hear that more often because we have lots of staged events in our culture. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I, You know, English is my second, second language, the way I look at it. I don't know. We'll have to look that up, so... <laughs> Well, guys, Brad, I wanted to thank you for being on the podcast. You're and welcome. You have to come back and co-host with us sometime. Definitely. We'll Anytime. do that. So you guys got anything else before we wrap up? I think we got it all. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like our page and be sure to comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.